Okay, no time like the present. I'm out on a walk because this is a very special occasion. I thought I'd do something different rather than just sit at home. Uh, I thought <laughs> I thought it'd be nice to hear me out of breath uh, climbing these hills of Los Angeles. So this is the four-year anniversary to the day when this goes live, April 9th, 2014, if I have my dates correct. That's when I released episode zero or episode one. Now I'm actually got my phone in the other hand and do a quick scroll and it says episode zero. Yes. PJ000 podcast junkies intro. I wonder if I could play that for you here. <laughs> what if you had a show for podcast junkies? What would you call it? It's the preeminent podcast for aficionados, connoisseurs, fans, proponents, and yes, junkies of all things podcast. Podcastjunkies.com. Check it out. Huh. That's interesting. I haven't heard that in a long time. So in lieu of a episode that's already late and me realizing what date on the calendar it was, I thought I'd uh, have you take a walk with me, a walk down memory lane. And uh, I don't know that I'll go through every single episode, um, but maybe just pull out the highlights as I have it here on my phone. And the thought of doing this for four years is, is bringing a smile to my face. The thought of these 160 plus conversations and I think above all, I know above all, the 160 plus relationships, and that is exp exponentially multiplied by the connections I've made as a result of being in this, in this world, in this podcasting world. And so for those of you who haven't heard the story, uh, you're in for a treat. For those, <laughs> for those of you who have, we're testing the, the real functionality of this uh, of this um, windscreen that I've got on the Zoom H5. Let's see how it holds up. So, and if you did hear it, bear with me because it just—I I, think—I um, I sprinkle it into, sprinkle it into the interviews. But I've been a fan of electronic music for the longest time, and I, I, I did my I DJ my high school dance. I think it was. I think it was junior. I was a junior and uh, I'd been practicing my, my vinyl and learning how to beat match. And I, I actually remember the two songs. The, the one song that I was able to play, I had two versions of it. Um, it's a freestyle song called uh, Don't Break My Heart by this artist called Sapphire. And I'm dating myself with that reference. But essentially, I remember when I had those two tracks playing in sync with each other. So the, the, the beauty of beat matching is that you've got both songs um, on beat and so when you mix them it's seamless and it's helpful for folks that are uh, dancing and uh, so they don't miss a beat and etc and that's the beauty of DJing because you just keep the music going and it, it's seamless to people and so the first the, I remember the, the moment that that happened I was like going crazy because I was like holy shit I was like this I can do this and so yeah so I was I was on that journey and uh, I was in my parents basement in Yonkers New York and uh, I knew that I was going to have a lot of fun with DJing and 
a whole you know path of buying vinyl and spending hours in record shops ensued which eventually led to my fascination with going to see DJs and going to festivals and then inevitably you know fast forward to about 2012 we were at a music festival with friends and we would realize that we didn't know who the DJ was gonna, was playing we knew his music and we knew his style but a lot of times we had no idea what he looked like so I thought it'd be cool if I created an app it's called know your DJ and uh Funny, funny enough, I was able to actually grab the domain name DJ.DJ. That's the country of Djibouti. And <laughs> it's as funny as it sounds because there's an episode of The Fizzle Show with Chase Reeves where I had sent in my, my I asked him for give me feedback on the website that I created for the mobile app. And um, hilarities ensued when they started having fun with that name, um, with, it, with the domain name in the country. So... Um, so anyway, so I had that mobile app and I was like, how am I going to market this? And I was listening to podcasts. So mind you, prior to me going to podcast movement, I think for the most part, I'd just become aware of spoken word podcasts as a DJ, as an electronic music DJ and fan of electronic music for me up until that time, a podcast was purely like a 60 minute mix. It was a 60 minute DJ mix. And that's what I knew a podcast was. So it's funny enough that I now have a show called Podcast Junkies, and and they're actually more so about uh, spoken word. And so there was a really, really good, there is a, still a really good podcast called Resident Advisor. And I was just in awe of that, that podcast because they would have these deep conversations with these DJs, and you'd get to hear all about their story. And I was like, oh man, I want to do that. And so... I would, uh, I would go, I went and I looked at what was around and somehow because I was interested in mobile apps, I had just started listening to apps, uh, to podcasts about how to create a mobile app. And then I found about, I found out about, uh, New Media Expo. And, and so I went, uh, New Media Expo in Las Vegas in 2014. And so I went there and I was in New York at the time. And, uh, you know, I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go look and I'm going to go study. It was YouTube, it was blogging, it was um, podcasting. And I said, let me go and take the podcasting track. And it's funny in hindsight, you know, how I see, how I see, uh, I wonder if I should walk backwards. I'm walking straight into the wind. Oh, some wind chimes. As I, as I find sounds of the city nearby that are interesting, I'll, uh, I'll play those for you. As, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, highlight those for you as well. Um, and so I went there and I said, oh, I'm going to interview, I knew I was going to interview DJs. I knew, I knew I wanted to interview DJs and then I don't know what happened. I think I just had some sort of weird aha moment. I'm like, man, this is going to, I don't know if I was actively thinking about the fact about how hard it was going to be to interview all these DJs. And so I started attending these, these sessions on podcasting. I attended a Chase Reeves session where he, I remember that session. It was called how the podcast sausage is made. I always sit strategically next to a microphone, next to that microphone that that you see in some of these talks, because that's the place where you can go ask a question of the of the people giving the presentation. And I said, I know I'm not clear about what question I'm going to ask, but I need to make a connection with Chase. And the only way to do it is to ask a question and be one of the first people to ask a question and just get myself out of my comfort zone and... And ask the question, and then and then see how it goes, right? Um, so I, I purposely do that. I'm, I used to do that in, in college as well. Sit, purposely sit at the front of the room, so I would be forced to pay attention. 
and I would be um, you know, forced to pay attention and, and just I, I feel like I would absorb more that way. And so I sort of do that with, with talks as well. And, and the other thing I was thinking is, this is something that you should always do when you go to conferences, um, actively like promote your show. So I would get up and I'd say, hey, Harry Duran, uh, founder of Know Your DJ at the time, because there was no podcast. And, uh, and I asked him a question. And then I was really focused on that show, obviously, uh, uh, weed trimmers. I mean, uh, hedge trimmers are always fun for podcasters. Okay, I thought it was better that I actually waited. And uh, I don't think that's something you wanted to hear. So asking him a question. So I wanted to kind of establish that connection with Chase. And then later on, I followed up with that email. And then they would let you send in um, your website to be reviewed. And that's why I sent that in. So I remember when I got, I think it was when I got back that I just started putting all the pieces together and people that I'd seen or heard of. um, And I just started reaching out. And Chase was one of the first people I asked him to, to come on. And we had a really good conversation. I was so nervous because I had had the ATR2100 microphone, which, you know, it's, it's like the go-to rec- recommended mic for every podcaster. And for some reason, I couldn't get it to work. And I was freaking out, as you do when you're a new podcaster and you've got this great guest lined up. And, and I think at the end of the day, if you listen to that episode, it was, it was on earbuds. <laughs> and it wasn't even like the nice ones now. It was the four years ago earbuds. But we pulled it off. And I think that's just a testament to like uh, perfect being the enemy of done. So if I had thought too much about it, I might have even pulled the plug. Um, I'm walking into, I always forget what the name of this park is. Park near my house. So you'll probably hear now kids running around. Um, and so I did that. And then I guess, I mean, I was off to the races and I was part of a, a small mastermind, for lack of a better term, called the Dynamite Circle. It was a lot of no, uh, location-independent um, entrepreneurs, and this is all a whole new world to, to me, mind you. This, like, this is all brand new. So, um, I, but it's nice to have like a little bit of a community, even though it was all remote. And so, like this idea that I could talk to people about what I was doing, talk to people about ideas that I had, um, and I was just throwing stuff against the wall. And this was already after the four-hour work week. I remember when I first read that book. I was in Atlanta, and this is probably two years previous. And I had tried a whole bunch of things. I was going to create a natural travel kit like this <laughs> of only like natural ingredients. Um, and then I realized I was, I was literally talking to vendors and all these natural products and getting like samples sent to me. It was really strange. But uh, I even got incorporated. I think I called it Reprogrammed Health, the company, because uh, I've been recently doing some, some house cleaning. And I realized uh, you incorporate and, and try a lot of ideas. It's, I guess it's the equivalent of, of, of dot-com names. But um, I digress. So I had that idea. And then I remember as I was getting started, one of the ideas, I used to listen to this podcast from Dan Andrews, and the name escapes me right now. Um, and he was in the Dynamite Circle. And, and so it was uh, interesting because I remember he would just say, just come up with these ideas, come up with the ideas. And one of the ideas that I came, about, uh, that came up with was writing like re- really detailed and customized like about pages because he said like oh these about pages suck and how come people don't write nice about pages and I was like oh I was like hey Dan I got this great idea I'm, I called it aboutification I, <laughs> I grabbed that domain name and then uh so I started I think I wrote like one or two and I was like I was charging 100 bucks and it was uh but it was just this first foray into like ideas 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 but I knew that the, the podcast would keep going was, was going ongoing right and so 
I started to see there was people in the Dynamite Circle that had podcasts. And so I started interviewing some people in the group. And the, the first two people that I reached out to were Dan Norris and Alex McClafferty. And for those of you who don't know, they started a company called WP Curve. And the beauty of that is that it was only WordPress support. And long story short, they actually got bought out by GoDaddy. And so that was, who knows what, how they exited that. And Dan's great. Dan Norris is great. He's, I think he just came out with another book as well. So he's a prolific <laughs> content producer. And he's one of the first guys that put me onto this importance of um, content. And so that was really fascinating. And so I, I reached out to him and him and Alex came on. And then I also spoke to um, Chris Chigi, who does mobile apps. And another guy that's been an, a good friend has been um, Jesse Lawler. And Jesse Lawler, his podcast is still going strong. It's Smart Drug Smarts. And it's funny that we, we, we remain friends up until this day. And so he's, he's a really good guy. So rather than me continuing to walk, and uh, I think what might be better is if I just find a nice tree with some shade and chill for a bit. This walking and talking thing is not all it's cracked up to be. I remember in the beginning, I was, I was trying to find anywhere I could go to connect with people. And I was on Pinterest for a while because I, for, for some reason, thought wanted to get my episodes seen as many places as possible. And I started posting them on Pinterest. And Cynthia Sanchez was prominent in that space at the time. And I think I made a comment on one of her pins. And she made a comment. And I jumped at the chance to offer her to come on the show. So she was actually guest number four. I got some coaching from Jeff Brown, the host of the Read to Lead podcast. And mind you, this is April April 11th, 2014. That's when that episode was released. So this was after uh, Jeff had given me some coaching. I had joined Podcasters Paradise. And so as a result of that, I asked John Lee Dumas to come on. He was episode six. And I started meeting some folks in the space like Greg Hickman, who at the time had a podcast called Mobile Mix. And he was uh, about mobile marketing. And we're, we're actually still friends to this day. And we're, part, we're actually in a different mastermind together, uh, Black Belt. Uh, it's been fun to see our journeys together. And then I realized there were some prominent people in the space and veterans. And I said, I really want to start speaking to these people. And I reached out to L.C. Escobar. And so one of the ways I reached out was through the fact that we're both from El Salvador. And I said, hey, he's a fellow Salvi. Uh, I didn't know that that was a, a slang for Salvadorian until I, <laughs> until I met L.C. I said, hey... Uh, would you mind coming on the show? And she came on. That was a really interesting episode because she had her daughter with her. And all the episodes, that are, all the podcast interviews are through Skype. And I just figured early on it was important to have the visual connection. And that's why I do it to this day. It's just this idea of having the eye contact and seeing the body language. And so you could see that Elsie was there and there was some challenges with her daughter. But interestingly enough, that's, that's episode seven. I kept that in. And I couldn't have planned this any better. I, I have to double check the calendar. It says here May 9th, 2014. But apparently it was released on or close to Mother's Day. And so when it came out, she was really happy that her daughter, was, I left her daughter in there. I just felt it like it added a bit more color to the episode. And, and it sort of drove my thinking around how I would want the episodes to be going forward. I remember I had a lot of questions up until episode six with Johnny Dumas. And then I was out at brunch and we came back and I think I had had uh, truth be told, at least one or two mimosas. And so, for those of you who don't know, John's interviews are typically only half an hour. And I remember having the mimosa buzz and realizing, like, I wasn't going to be able to get through my questions. So, I just I just winged it. Because the past tense is not wung it. I don't think so. So, I winged it. And it was great. It was just really just 
like talking to a friend, hey, you know, just, you know, what, what drives you? And, you know, that's a really short interview. That's episode six. But it was, it, what was interesting for me was the turning point where I realized, you know what? This doesn't have to be so hard if you just express an interest as you would, you know, meeting a friend in a bar and saying, hey, let's have a quick chat. And you just, he drives the questions and your interest and your curiosity and what they have to say determines what you ask next. And that's just how normal conversations are, right? So um, I got to speak to some interesting people in the podcasting space because I started realizing there was these Facebook groups and I started meeting folks like uh, James Shramko and, and Chris Cerrone. Chris is interesting because as of this recording, I'll actually, when it goes live, I will be in Vegas and I will be making plans to meet up with my friend Chris Cerrone. <laughs> He's so real. Like when I put the first episode out on SoundCloud, it wasn't out on Lipson yet. I put it on SoundCloud and I said, hey, can you guys give me some feedback on this? I was in a couple of Facebook groups and Chris was the first one, you know, shout out to Chris. He's such a, a good friend. We don't get to see each other as much as as I would like. But he, he said, you know, this is an awesome conversation because you guys are so relaxed and it's so casual. And he just gave me that, that affirmation that I needed at the time. I was up to episode eight at the time and, and I said, Hey, can you come on the show? And we had, I think the first, the first interview with Chris is. <laughs> I can. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you do video? It, we can. I need to put on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's funny. I just play these straight into the, straight into the zoom. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> We're doing videos and he, he, uh, he hadn't had his camera turned on. So it was great because it sort of set the stage for those, this relaxed, long form conversations. I was so concerned about the, the length of the conversations. And with him, it was like, I think that first one was an hour and a half, um, which was, was great. And then I just started reaching out to some of the other veterans. And like I mentioned, uh, people from the, the dynamite circle, like Eric Paquette, who, helps people get travel deals. Um, and I eventually was able to connect him. I remember years later with Johnny Dumas, uh, cause he had some questions about credit card and I immediately thought of him. And so just, I was off, off to the races and I said, I gotta, I gotta talk to these veterans. So I went to talk to Daniel, Daniel J. Lewis, uh, tripping over my tongue there, Dave Jackson. And early on, Dave was, Dave was 18. And see, at that time I had already been to podcast movement. So this was crazy because um, it was, it was almost, I'm, I'm looking at the calendar, like June, June, July was podcast movement 2014. And I, the minute we found out that there was going to be a conference just for podcasters, we all were like in this small, small uh, circle of, of podcasting friends. We were just like, Oh, we got to go. It's a Kickstarter. They were just trying to raise $10,000 and they quickly realized that they had something on their hands and that sold out. I think if you hear the story, um, in with Dan Franks, we talked about it. Yeah. They quickly realized that it was going to, uh, they were going to need a bigger boat, <laughs> like they say in Jaws. So it was great. So that, so when I got there, we just started having the, these conversations there cause we were so excited to be there. And so it was there that I met people like, uh, Brandy Shea, Jordan Agoli, Steve Stewart, uh, Kim, now Cameron Trumbo, and just started reaching out. And, and then through through Fizzle, through that connection, I met John Corcoran because he was part of that group, part of that Fizzle group. And John Corcoran is master connector. And it was really interesting, this idea of just doing things for people because you, you just you just want to return a favor. And, and John was really gracious. And at the time, uh, when we had the conversation via Skype, I noticed that he had an ATR2100, but he had it in a little tripod. And I said, you know what? Um, he was gracious enough to make some connections to new podcasters and he actually made the connection to jordan harbinger 
and I just bought a Heil PL2T boom arm and I had it shipped to his office <laughs> and he still uses it to this day and it's great because you know he does video interviews and we recently had a chat a couple of months ago I was on his show and he he had the boom arm and it was really fun because I just it was one of those things obviously I can't do that for every every guest that I have on the show but it was just something that spur of the moment that I thought uh, was nice and John is such a great connector and uh, such a good person that it's something that I wanted to do so I started you know um, doing things like that every now and then. And I had conversations with uh, Ray Ortega uh, because I, I was just a big fan of Podcasters Roundtable. And I've since been on that show a couple of times. And that's always a nice thing when you have these shows that you admire and then you get to be on them. So that's always, always takes things to a different level. And then just people that I kept meeting. And it was interesting because I kept meeting people at conferences, people like Jason Stapleton. And Jason's episode is interesting because uh, if you think about the topic that he covers, he's a libertarian and I am not. And so on the face of it, there's a, a lot of things that we don't have in common. And I was a bit nervous about that episode. That's 28. And I said, uh, how's this going to go? And it's interesting. It's this idea of disagreeing, but not being disagreeable with people. And it really, that was an important one because it really showed um, that we could have a, a great conversation on a variety of topics without button heads. And he's still a friend to this day. And we, I've seen him at a couple of conferences and he was recently, recently in LA and we, we had a, we had some coffee and it's just great. Um, and just, just these things that keep building over the years. And so, um, I, then I went to London. I had to go to London for work and that was in January of 2015. Oh no, that was the recap. So yeah, I did a recap of 2014 in January, uh, in January of 2015. I did that. And then I would just join these other groups and that's how I got Ari Mizell on the show. And then eventually Jordan Harbinger came on through the connection to uh, John Corcoran and it just started talking to, and then realizing I need to get some more women on the show. And I started talking to Kate Erickson, Jessica Kupferman and, and just people like that. And then just, it just kept growing. Jared Easley, Jared was great because <laughs> that was a recorded at, at podcast movement. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That was recorded at NMX. And we did, that's one, I think that's one of the first ones I did on location. And if you listen to that one, episode 37, it's really fun because Jared and I start the episode by beatboxing. And that's a first for podcast junkies. So it's just interesting as I, as I scroll through these, Vernon Ross, Colin Gray, John Dennis, Jennifer Briney, Liz Covart, Corey Coates, Jessica Rhodes, Lou Mangello, Brendan McDonald, Brendan McDonald, July 2015, episode 47. So this is interesting because if you don't know who, that name, Brendan McDonald is the executive producer of WTF with Mark Marin. And just on a whim, it was on Twitter, and I reached out to him. I said, hey, would you mind being on the show? And he said, yeah, sure, let's do it. It's amazing what happens on Twitter if you just reach out. Uh, and we did that. Okay, helicopters going by as well. You're getting the whole L.A. experience here. <laughs> He said, I'm going to be busy for the next couple of weeks, so let's, let's circle back then. And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. What I didn't know was he was getting ready and prepping Mark for the Barack Obama interview. <laughs> Which is crazy, right? So everyone who knows Mark Maron as a podcaster talks about that event. It's a seminal event. If you haven't listened to that episode, we're going to look it up and put it in the show notes. That episode and then the episode after where Mark actually has a, a, a play-by-play recap of what happened with Brendan. Those are fascinating episodes. If you're a new podcaster, listen to his um, interview with Barack Obama and then listen to the postmortem with Brendan McDonald. Fascinating stuff. So I didn't know this. Episode comes out. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, it, he's going to be so busy. He's not even going to want to come on. So obviously, because the episode is released, he did come on. And I remember when, it, when, the, time, when, it, when the time came around, 
he wasn't on Skype. And I was like, oh man, why isn't he on? Is he late? And, and I started looking through my emails. And then I realized, it's about five or 10 minutes in, that I hadn't sent him like my Skype ID. And I was like, oh man, like, you know, this, I, I, I had him, you know, on a pedestal because he's the, the producer of this like ridiculously popular show. And finally, I was like, hey, do you have time? And he said, yeah, I've got like, I think he said half hour, 45 minutes. So that's why it's a, a bit of a shorter episode. But he's just like, just a true professional. Like we got on Skype, he was in New York. I was in California at the time and, and we had a, a great conversation. Nice. And, and what's awesome is that he now had the context of the Barack Obama interview and we talked about that as well. So that was really, a, I really liked that. That was sort of a coup for me to get that. So um, Rob Walsh, Chris Cerrone came back for episode 50. So I've always had this idea for these uh, milestone episodes. I asked Chris to come back with uh, Lacey Ursioli, who is now his fiance. That's a <laughs> story for another day because they actually met at NMX in 2014. So really, really crazy stuff there. But they came on and, and, and sort of she's always been behind the scenes and they now have a, a production company together. And so that was really cool to have them come on. And just when you can chat with your friends, it's really, really fun. Uh, Rob McGinley-Myers, Raymond Wiley. I started getting interesting, interested in these storytelling podcasts. And I started reaching out to folks like that. Uh, I grabbed Rob Greenlee for episode 53. And then Helen Zaltzman of The Illusionist um, is really interesting because she's part of that Radiotopia network. And she's so much fun. Uh, and again, these are all Skype interviews. So her husband kept interrupting <laughs> And we actually referenced Helen in uh, a, a recent episode with Susie, uh, Nick Suberling, Jason Kambasi. Jason Kambasi is interesting because he's the founder of Podcastica. And I, I was part of that group for a while. We recently parted ways because they're going to go um, a different route and they're going more fan-based shows. For those of you that were wondering uh, why that promo has disappeared from our recent uh, intros. And Jason and I are still friends. There's a group of like six or seven kids running around the park. And what's great, that's like, oh, you know who introduced us? Jessica Rhodes. Jessica Rhodes listened to the Walking Dead cast. And I said, hey, after the interview, I said, hey, who do you think would be a good fit? And Jessica said, oh, you should get Jason on. And you guys would hit it off. And we totally hit it off. Like, <laughs> we've just got the same personality. And if you listen to the interview 56, you'll hear that we're just having fun the whole time. Um, I have, I've had the real Brian on, who's who, who loves to be called the real Brian. I don't even think to this day I know his last name. And now he's got a show, his own show, because it used to have um, ProfitCast. That was, the, that was his show. Now he's got a show called The, uh, the Real Brian. Jared Morris of Rainmaker, Amy Robles, Mosey and Melvin, Jason Bryant, Christina Cantors, Mike Vardy, Dan Lizette. Uh, we did an interesting experiment, uh, episode 64, that was released in November of 2015. And these are interesting uh, episodes because I did something different. If you don't know Dan Lizette, he's the host of the podcast report. What we did for the, that episode is I went on his show and I pretended that I was him introducing his show. So it sounds a little confusing. So I was like, hey, welcome to the podcast report. I'm Harry Duran. If you're wondering where Dan is, and then we're doing a little bit of swap, you're going to have to go listen to my show, Podcast Junkies. And he did the same thing on my show. So it was really, really fun. Dan's a great guy. We got to hang out at Podcast Movement uh, that later that year or the next year. Yeah, the next year. Yeah, 2016. So it's always fun when you can do things like that. And I always say it's your show. Like you can literally do anything you want. The next one was Leah Tao, and it's interesting because I just tweeted something out this morning. This is Saturday this morning about something that Leah, Leah is actually parting ways with Radiotopia 
as of this uh, recording. And I thought it was interesting because uh, she sort of wants to go back to having things on her own term. And she mentioned something about timelines and, and schedules. And I think she wants some more flexibility what she's doing. But she released a really heartfelt episode this morning. Um, it's just called Hi. And uh, I tweeted about it. Uh, as of this recording, it'll be on s- Saturday in my, in, a, in my Twitter timeline. And I'm sure a lot of podcasters can relate. Now, that episode was interesting because I met her at Podcast Movement, and I said, would you come on the show? She said, yes. I said, I live in LA. She says, I do too. I said, where do you live? She said, where do you live? I said, Silver Lake. She says, me too. Uh, I gave her the address. She said, that's literally 10 minutes away from my house. (laughs) And I was like, whoa. She's like, let's just do it at my house. And I was like, floored. I was like, wow. I had been listening to Strangers for some time, and I was just blown away by the production value and the, and the, the care that she puts into each episode. And so I went, I was super nervous. That's a fun one because with this same Zoom H5, I recorded myself um, re- walking down the street. So there's a lot of nat- natural sound, nat sound, I believe is the, is, the, is the audio term. And of me walking on the gravel, I pointed the microphone at the gravel and you hear me going up and knocking on the door. So that was really, really fun. And I was super nervous. And so uh, you, some people may have heard this story, but I when we got there, I had my head had my headphones. I really felt, I mean, total amateur hour. I was like, well, I'm talking to Leah Tao, and she's such a great interviewer. Long story short, she ended up putting the headphones on and monitoring <laughs> monitoring our conversation, you know, something I should have been doing as the podcaster, but she did it, and she sort of took the stress off me. So that was a really uh, great conversation, and I was just buzzing and, and walking on, on cloud nine after that one. And then as a result of joining Podcastic, I got to uh, interview some of the hosts there, Remy La Victoire and Jonathan Colbin, who've got a, a podcast there, and um, Morgan Dix eventually joined uh, Podcastica, and then some of the other folks, Eric and Grace, and Ron Dawson, Brittany and Amanda, and those are all people that were part of the Podcastica network. And so I just kept in- meeting new people, and I interviewed um, my coach at the time. He had a podcast, Taki Moore, he's 68, Amy Schmidauer, Mark Asquith, and we're friends to this day. Bill Barol, that was December 2015. At the time, he had an amazing podcast. He's now stopped it. It's called Home. And and Bill's interesting because we just had lunch. We had lunch uh, two days ago, three days ago in Highland Park here in California. And he's thinking about a new show. And I said, Bill, you are an amazing storyteller. Uh, you're doing the podcasting world a disservice if you don't get your new show started. And, and he has got some ideas in the works. So you'll hear me tweeting about that uh, sometime in the future about his new show, Bill Burrow. If you don't, uh, if you haven't heard his show, Home, it's Home, Bill Barol, B-A-R-O-L. A really fantastic series on Home, and the, the idea of Home in Los Angeles. Morgan Dix. Morgan Dix is interesting because I was part of this, um, what would you call it, meditation group called Enlighten Next, led by Andrew Cohen. And this was years ago when I lived in Atlanta. And Morgan was like an official part of that organization, which has since disbanded. There's a long story there. And Morgan heard my conversation with Jared Morris of Rainmaker and he had been part of the Rainmaker group. And he said, I know Harry Duran. And he reached out to me. And so that's, it's crazy. This is the power of podcasting. Like if I hadn't done that episode and he wouldn't have found me again and we wouldn't have re- reconnected as friends. This is just, as you hear these stories, as you hear me talk through this, and I want you to liken it to something that is possible if you just get out there and do it or, or put yourself out of your comfort zone, which I did with a lot of these. Patrick Keller Patrick is, holds a special place in my heart because he is the consummate super fan. So a lot of you know that I do a retention hashtag at the end of each episode. And that's a way I learned that actually from Jesse Lawler, Smart Drug Smarts. He said uh, the ruthless, 
retention gimmick, he calls it. And I said, that's a great idea. So I do a retention hashtag. I put it at the end of each episode and you have to tweet about it. And that's how I know that you've listened. So, you know, I get a two or three folks do it. Patrick Keller, man. Patrick Keller always, always. He's so great. He's such a super fan, man. I love him to death. Uh, so I had him on. He's got uh, a podcast about the paranormal. Esprit Devora, really good friend. She's here in L.A. Uh, she's recently come back from New Zealand. And we've got to, we got to do that one in person. That was cool. Johnny Nastor of Hacked Up Entrepreneur was great. And uh, I'm going to be on his show soon. Just He's returning the favor. Danny Pena. We're now at February 2016. Danny Pena is such a good guy. For those of you that are in the podcasting world, you know that Danny is the consummate giver. He's part of Gamertag Radio. And he, he'll get referenced again in a second. But Danny just released a documentary on his history with Gamertag Radio. And they've been doing it now. It's I think it's now 11 or 12 years. And they played it at Podcast Movement. And he, he's released the Podcast Hall of Fame Award. So he's just an amazing, amazing good guy. Crazy ambassador for the podcasting world. So let's fast forward. That's 78. And I'll come back to the others. And I believe it's episode 90-ish. And so what happened is 96. So what happened is Danny said, I'm coming back to LA because they're shooting this documentary called The Messengers. And a lot of people in the podcasting world know about The Messengers. It was shot by uh, Neil Gilarte and produced by John Dennis and Chris Kermitsos. It's an amazing podcast about uh, the fan podcasting, fan podcasting world. And Danny was going to be featured in it. And so he came and he had already a deal at the time with CBS radio. And that's where he recorded his episodes. And he said, do you want to come down to the CBS radio station in Los Angeles? And I was like, are you kidding me? Of course, of course I do. (laughs) And so I came down. What an amazing experience. I got to sit behind this crazy like mixing desk. And in true Howard Stern fashion, I recorded the episode and then I got up and I walked away and just the the files were magically sent to me. So that's that's really the beauty of just being in the, not, not necessarily being in the right place at the right time, but just doing good by people. We, we had made such a good connection and that's why he's, I said he's the consummate giver. And that was a really great, great experience because actually I ended up with a cameo. I ended up with a cameo in the messengers, a, a documentary I knew nothing about. And uh, I've since become friends with Neil and you'll hear him mentioned in a couple of minutes as well. I'm actually going to be in, in the messengers too, because I was at PodFest and he said, Hey, Harry, jump, get in this room. I want to get you on formally this time, mic'd up and all. So I'm excited about that. I think I officially will qualify for my IMDB credit. So other folks that I be- became good friends with, um, Evo Terra, another podcast veteran. I was so glad. Uh, Carrie Gormley, Ibario Next Perello. Fantastic, fantastic photographer. We met at a local meetup called Podcasts and Pizza, which is hosted by Ben Adair. And Ben Adair has been on the show as well. And I've just been, we're, we're connected to folks in the LA space. And I started talking to people like Michael Shaw and some people that were in my mastermind, like uh, AJ Mirzad. And Ben was uh, 85, Ben Adair. And Ben's great. He's got a new company called Western Sound that actually produces Gimlet style, high quality music production shows. Uh, for companies, and I'm really excited to see what he's doing there. I always had these lists of veterans. I got to get these podcasting veterans on, and Paul Colligan came on, finally, 86. Paul and I are still friends now. And through virtual conferences, people like Jan Ilunga, seeing who are these other podcasters in the, in the, in the space that I want to talk to. Eric Johnson, I wanted to meet him. We, he came on the show. Tom Webster, he was a really great guy. And then I was introduced to people like Rob Lawrence and Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher, I think it was right before a podcast movement. And I said, Eric, I've been a fan of your show for the longest time. So you need to come on. So that was really, really cool. People like Andrew Locke, Joe Milmean, who I uh, am still friends with to this day. 
her podcast is about knitting. And we met at a, a Todd Herman's event in Las Vegas. And it's called a 90 day year. And uh, we just met there at the bar and uh, she said she was a podcaster and she's from the UK as well. So that was really fun. I listened to a podcast called the Positive Head Podcast and that's why I had my friend Brandon Beecham on. He's going gangbusters with that. It's a really, really uh, good podcast if you're interested in, in all things positive. It's a bit uh, on the con- consciousness raising spiritual side and he's got a fantastic group of guests that he's ha- had on there. And he's got a formal relationship with the Gaia TV network, which I think is awesome because he's been doing that. For a while now, because I remember, uh, remember when he had just gotten that started, and that interview was June of 2016. And then there were just the people that I continued to meet at the podcasting conferences, people like Corey Finneran, Ryan Gray. Ryan Gray is a hoot, man. We always make a um, conscious effort to have a glass of wine when we're at these conferences, and, and Ryan never disappoints uh, when it comes to conversation, uh, sarcasm. <laughs> I think we will purposely try to push each other's buttons when we meet, uh, but he's a really, really good guy. So this is crazy. I'm at the 40-minute mark as I let that helicopter go by. So I'll try to get through these as quick as possible. But episode 100 was really interesting because it was uh, me deciding to bring Chase Reeves back on. I said, I want to do something really, really cool. And so I got Chase Reeves on. I said, hey, Chase, you want to come back on for episode 100? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And I literally, it's one of those funny moments where Skype was on. And thankfully, Skype is automatically recording uh, as soon as I turn it on. I turn it, uh, so I, we connect. And I said, like, how the F are you? And we just went off. There was no intro, no no welcome to the show. And we just talked for like an hour. And then he's like, hangs up. And he's like, at the end, he's like, hey, we should probably record this. <laughs> so he's good. So I think I decided at that time, you know, the, the most ridiculous uh, mile marker for, for seasons. I said, okay, episode 100, that's a great first season. So I think I'm just going to make every season 100 episodes. It's, again, my, my show, my rules. And so I decided I took some time off. I needed a break. And I started uh, collecting some interviews. And so 101, I kicked it off with Mignon Fogarty, Grammar Girl. And she was just so, so nice. I met her at Podcast Movement, gave her a t-shirt. And uh, she's just so pleasant. And uh, and just just a great way to kick off the new season. And then I, I, I scored, a, a, I guess in retrospect, a coup. Because I, I spoke to Hernan Lopez. And if you don't know Hernan, he's the, the creator and the, the founder of Wondery. And Wondery is literally like kicking butt in the podcasting world. So this was back in September of 2016. I actually went to the Wondery studios and we recorded that in person. And it was just great because I was like, wow, this is uh, nice to see what this, these, this group of people are doing. And if you don't know what Wondery is doing, they just do amazing stuff. They just re- received $5 million in funding. Uh, they released Dirty John. And Dirty John is interesting here in LA because they did it with the Los Angeles Times. And it was the first time I was in like a CVS and I looked down at the counter and it was the Los Angeles Times and the front page was promoting the Dirty John podcast. That's bananas. Like, how crazy is that? And it's all a testament to Arnon and his history working with Fox for 20 plus years. And so that's a great interview, 102. And then just more podcasting peeps, Desmond Adams, Stefan Sensor, Ellery Wells, Karen Coppett from uh, Walking Deadcast, Jonathan Oakes, amazing friend of mine now, Matt Marr, Nico Johnson, Christine Blackburn. I started connecting with the folks at Wondery and uh, and meeting some of those folks. Ashley Taylor. Ashley Taylor is interesting because I went on Anchor for a little while. And I think the only benefit right now that I can claim from Anchor at that time was that I met Ashley Taylor because she had, was releasing a daily podcast through her iPhone, which I thought was fascinating. Talk about real as real gets. Ashley's awesome. Natalie Jennings, Davey Rothbart, Rob Dion, Glenn the Geek. Glenn the Geek is amazing. We had a fun time talking about him and networks and horses. Katie Kremitzos. 
super duper sweetheart and her and Chris do some amazing stuff with PodFest. Mike Murphy, Gary Jenkins, Sean and Richard came on and they were, uh, it's interesting that they have a podcast that I describe as the two guys in the basement and I was not a fan of this format at all. And they convinced me to have, to come on the show. And so grudgingly I agreed. And what I realized, what, uh, an interesting aha for me of that interview was the fact that they started the podcast so they could remain connected as friends because they were in different cities. And that sort of like changed the whole dynamic for me. And that's, that's why that was a special episode 119. Keith Tomasek, Fabian Raphael, Chris Curran, Jeanette and Alex Ruiz, they're friends still to this day with me and they helped me with some editing on Podcast Junkie. So shout out to them. Um, and I've been just fascinated to continue a relationship with them. They're great. Angel Jones, he is the, <laughs> the 1200 conversations. I forget how many he's trying, he was trying to hit. And I think he's, he succeeded on that milestone. We did a 12 minute convo and I think he was going for a thousand plus conversations. Great, great guy. We met at Pod Fest. Uh, the first one that I went to, Tina Dietz, Tina Conroy, Ramona Rice, and Adam Lewis Walker. Those are all Pod Fest peeps. And then I said, you know what? It's been three years. Let me get another luminary on. Finally, I was able to land an interview with Gary Leland. Guys, that interview is so great. He's an amazing storyteller, and that's why it goes an hour 26, <laughs> according to this episode. It's funny, because I should play clips, some of these clips. I would tie a string to my big toe and hang the string out the window. And when it was time to go to the beach in the morning, Robert and Doug and them would come yank on that string and wake my ass up. Yeah. <laughs> It's just one taste. Uh, Lee Silverstein, Holly, uh, Z. Holly, Neil Gilarte. We finally got to talk about what he does and uh, the the documentary. Alana Levine, uh, Dan Franks, Jay Soderberg, Amanda Dowdy, Claire Duffy, Nicole Abood. Claire Duffy is interesting because I just literally scratching my own itch and she has a podcast called the women of hollywood land and she just discovers the history of these forgotten women and each episode is about an hour long and she just focuses on one woman who was instrumental in building hollywood that, that's fascinating nicola bood rob greenley came on for uh, an encore Quessy hankins another super fan we connected through chris uh, chris Arone because he's in las vegas jay connor extraordinary negroes podcast uh, we met because i went to go speak at a we work and he was there and, and we're still friends now to this day Natalie Ekdahl, Al Martinez, Richard Davies, Colleen Mulligan, Jim Collison, Scott Mulvaney, and Annette Bone, Mark Ramsey, Pat Flynn. Yes, episode 150. Finally, I got to interview Pat Flynn. It's funny because I was waiting so that I could have like a meaningful interview. And at that point, I'd been waiting three and a half years. I knew about Pat Flynn because Pat Flynn was one of the first podcasters I saw at NMX. And I took speaking training in early 2017, and Pat was uh, one of the judges. I made it to the finals. And so it was great to see him there. And so we got to spend some time in the green room because I made it to the final 12. And then at that point, I'm like, okay, he knows who I am. And when we, every time we see each other, you know, we, uh, I gave him a big hug when I left the conference. It was cool. So I just felt like it, it made the, con the conversation more meaningful, and, and I was, it was worth the wait. Um, 150 with Pat Flynn, Clay Groves, David Ridgen. I started meeting people at MapCon. So shout out to Joe Pardo. Eric Trules, I helped him produce his show. He's here in L.A., so that was in person. Uh, David Steele. And then Cliff Ravenscraft. Talk about coming full circles. Kicked off the year January 5th of uh, 2018 with Cliff Ravenscraft episode it's funny i didn't put the 152 three episode 154 and man that he is the person that i saw speak he is the person chris murphy introduced him i told cliff i said hey you are the reason i started you know, one of the main reasons i started the show and naturally i saw a bunch of other podcasters there but it was his his com his talk and i pulled out my evernote and i had notes from that 2014 session and i read those back to him so that's a really fun one and then 
crazy of like crazies, the one right after that, as if Cliff Ravenscraft wasn't enough of a high, uh, the following episode was with Andrew Mason. And Andrew Mason is the founder of Groupon. And you're like, what is the founder of Groupon doing on Podcast Junkies? Well, he's got a new app called Descript. And this actually came because they, they sent the note into me from my contact form on my website. And this is another reason why you want to have a contact form on your website in case someone wants to reach out to you. His PR team reached out to me and I said, sure, I'd love to have him on. So talk about highs. This just interviewing the, the, the founder of Groupon was, was pretty cool. Charles Beckwith, Karen Yankovic, Mary Nichols, um, Shell Hamilton of Meditation Minis, D.S. Moss, the host of Memento Mori. And then I mentioned MapCon earlier, and so I had Joe Pardo come on. Joe is amazing. Wow, he's, he's a beast when it comes to organizing. Listen to that episode, please. It's really, really interesting what he's done and how he manages to, it's 162, how he manages to run a conference and run a podcast and write books. Susie Buttress of The Casual Birder. And wrapping it up, uh, this previous interview. Wow, I made it through all of them. Jordan Harbinger. So that was a trip down memory lane. And I'm going to start walking back home and uh, we'll see how much of this makes it into the final. But I thought it would be interesting for you to, to get a feel for how important it's been to share this time with you. It always warms my heart when I see people that have, or I meet people that have listened to my episode, or have listened to my show that I've never met before. It's an incredibly humbling experience, one I don't take lightly. I do feel bad when I, I, I can't stay on a regular schedule because of travel or because of things going on with my business. Uh, my business is really picking up. And, and that's a little bit of a side note. I mean, I have a company now called Fullcast. And I wouldn't have had that company had it not been for podcasting, had it not been for everything that I've learned. Uh, Pat Flynn likes to say he's the crash test. I mean, I can totally relate to that because I was testing out all these marketing tips and, and tricks and, and tactics for how do I promote the show, man? It's just me. Like, what do I do? How do I get the word out? And that's why the, the, the t-shirt was born. Shout out to Michael O'Neill, who inspired that because in 2013 or 2012, he did the same thing at NMX. And I was like, that's a great idea. And, and since I had such a bright shirt, <laughs> The color yellow and the color black, interestingly enough, someone told me after the fact was, was, uh, it's a really high contrast combination. And that's why they use it for road signs. So that's a plus. So, so many things to talk about and so many things, so many paths I could take when it comes to reminiscing about the show. My life has been transformed by podcasting. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that. I know I'm not. I've met the most amazing group of people. The most amazing group of friends. And I could 1000% attribute that to podcasting. And so I want to thank all of you. I want to thank my wife, Natalie, for supporting me very early on <laughs> with this crazy idea. I want to thank the early podcasters who took a chance with me. And I want to thank all the guests for that matter. I want to thank you. If you're listening to this, even if it's the first episode, which would be a weird one to listen to, I thank you. I think milestones are important. I think any time we can stop 
and reflect and look back. It allows us to be more grateful. So I'm happy I took a walk with you, literally and figuratively, down memory lane as I head back home. Looking forward to the next four years. That should be interesting. We're at episode 163. Should be the next one. I think I've said everything I want to say. Wishing you a fantastic day. Hoping you get to celebrate a milestone soon as well. And if you do, let me know. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear some feedback. I know I say that every episode, but the only call to action here is your thoughts on this journey so far. Love you guys.